You are now tuned in to the December 26th podcast, where we encourage you to be extraordinary on an ordinary day. What's up, 26ers? Welcome to another episode of the December 26th podcast. I am your host, Delisha, and we are back with another episode of Extraordinary Occurrences with producer Demarcus Adisa. What's up? Yo. How you doing? <laughs> I'm I'm tired. I'm not even going to lie. I think you say that every episode. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> every time we do this. Yeah, I'm not going to fake. I'm trying. We, you know, I like to think we keep it a bill. We do. On this this podcast, this whole brand is um, built around authenticity. And I'm never going to get on this mic and act like I feel a way that I don't. I'm tired. Yeah, let's just say I'm like glad there's no video today because I'm looking a little rough. <laughs> <laughs> I look like I came straight out of Hudson County. I ain't even going to front, y'all. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we decided to to uh, have this conversation and interaction because we realized that the last time we addressed our loyal 26er family um, as a duo, it was right after our back to school giveaway, which was awesome. We were both deliriously tired at that time. Not sure much has changed uh, since we we did that episode five weeks ago or six weeks ago, whenever it was, quite frankly. Um, So as we started to think about what to talk about today and what this episode uh, might look like, first I thought, I really don't feel like doing this. (laughs) (laughs) Being honest once again. Um, But we started talking about the fact that we're getting close to the end of the year and what that means. And um, I know that I've been doing a lot of reflecting in terms of what we've accomplished this year and what I have accomplished as well, separate and distinct um, from the projects that we have uh, that we're working on together. And thinking about that in terms of like, okay, what does this last quarter of the year look like? Um, And the more I thought about it, the more I realized that I just no longer subscribe to some of the messaging around how you finish the year. So we just started Q4 and by the time this episode is released, I think it'll be like 84 days left in the year. But it started probably like two months ago where you would see these messages and these memes popping up on social media where people are like, it's X days left in 2019. What are you going to do to finish the year strong and accomplish your goals and all of that? Um, I'm just going to go ahead and not bury the lead here. Forget that. Like, I, I really am not paying those, those, <laughs> that message, those messages and those memes any attention. I think at this point, I'm not asking the question for myself or to December 26ers, true December 26ers, and I'm making that distinction for a reason, which we'll get to. I'm not asking you how you're going to spend the last 84 days of the year trying to finish strong and knock it out of the park. I'm wondering how you're going to finish this year with your uh, mind and your heart and your spirit intact. How do we finish emotionally mentally and physically healthy? Because I, I think a lot of people are suffering from burn, burnout and beating themselves up about it. And I'm more concerned with that because if that's not addressed, anything you do to try to just give 110 is just not going to be sustainable. It's going to crumble. It's going to crumble and you're going to enter the year, even if you do, you know, make it to the finish line and with, quote, success, you're just going to start 2020 on the wrong foot for sure. Right. I, I, I think we all... um 
are falling for the old wooden nickel when we see those memes and these motivators. Um, because a lot of people, those lifestyles, to your point, a lot of it is not sustainable, uh, you know, 12 months out of the year, especially especially if you don't have a team and the right support systems. Right. right? So how am I supposed to go to the gym, meal prep, you know, go to work? get off of work, work on my side dreams, you know, spend time with my family, take time for my mental health, uh, cultivate, you know, some sort of, you know, a relationship with somebody. How are you supposed to juggle all these things and do it at a high level 365 days a year? And it's just you solo dolo. Doesn't work. And, you know, I, I think that to take a step back before we get into what we're looking uh, to do personally and what we're encouraging other people to do for the, the last few weeks of the year, I think it's important to recount We've talked about and we've alluded to what we've accomplished this year. Um, and I think we've referenced how our own lives have suffered in some ways. But I think it's important to talk about, like, what has happened to the two of us <laughs> in the last few weeks post backpack giveaway. Um, and like where we both are sort of in life and, and psychologically and physically and all that, that great stuff. Because people see the outward, like the, the end result. But I don't do anything for the gram. I barely, I barely post on social media. So I don't, for, I don't feel that I am keeping up or purporting any image. But people do come to me and say, you make me feel so lazy or you make me feel like a failure when I see what you and DeMarcus have accomplished this year, plus what you guys do independently in your respective professions. I feel like I'm not doing anything. And they don't realize how our lives have suffered, you know, as a result of doing these things. So I'm, I'm just going to punt to you first of like what things have looked like for you since the drive was over. The drive is over. It was it was sort of like it wasn't it wasn't like how the. I felt after the gala, it's like, okay, what do we do next? It was energized. It was like, after the drive was over and it's like, we kept our word. We're not fraudulent. And like, okay, how do I piece my life back together? Right. Because there was a few weeks and a few times here and there where I had to put my whole life on pause for the drive, especially leading up to the drive. Mm -hmm. So, you know, with my situation, how I get my money, it's like, that's time out pause right and you eat what you kill I eat what I kill so it's like time out pause and I'm I'm doing something not for likes I'm not doing it for um to gain anything monetarily it's out of the uh, for a personal passion but now I have to make up everything you know all the different projects whether it be the podcast or the drive every time I take time away from that taking away time uh you know money for myself right and and I think too like I think you will probably agree with this, yeah. that we, we live under a law of giving and receiving. Right. Like you believe that when you give put good out into the world, that good's going to come back to you. But the reality of it is that return is not always immediate at all. So sacrifices have been made this year for the things that we are passionate about, that we do solely for the love of it. And because we want to get back, give back and pay it forward. And we want to get this as it relates to the philanthropy. Right. And then also with this show, we're committed to deeply committed to um, getting our message out there of, yes, being extraordinary on an ordinary day, but also featuring our stories and telling our stories because we don't tell them who's going to. Um, but that requires a sacrifice of time, money, uh, physical health, mental well-being at times. And. We're not doing it for any result, but yes, you do expect, well, let me just say, let me own it like Ayala Van Zandt says, we or I do expect that when I put good out into the world, that's what's going to come back to me. Right. And the reality really is in this instance, since that drive has ha like happened, I've had more stress in my life 
professionally and personally than I probably had. Speak on <laughs> before it. Before we started all of this stuff. Like Speak I, I've, on I've it. I've had to work through so many things and in a different way than you, right? But I've had to work through so many things where I'm just like, okay, I'm putting all this good out to the world and I'm still... Uh, uh, this, I'm still on the perceiving end of structural inequality, racism, politics, everything that you you could think of. And then also just calamity in life as well. Um, so, yeah. So it's not something that just because you do all those things, like we're just skating and coasting, even though people like would like you to believe, believe that because, you know, you walk in favor or whatever church lingo they use. Things aren't hard. Um, but it's it's been a lot. I know for you, you've just been trying to recalibrate in terms of your business and all the work that you do. School. In school, because you're also in school. Yeah. Um, And I I think, you know, for me, of course, I can't talk about a lot of what I do professionally because I'm an attorney under all kinds of privilege and confidentiality. Um, But the, okay, since I got into this profession, right, there have been challenges that I have faced as a Black woman, hands down, from the beginning. Right. From Working as an employee, as a solo practitioner, as a consultant, you know, as whatever you want to call it. And every I've done it right. Every phase and sort of shape of, of this profession that I could be in, I've done it and I've faced that. But in the last four weeks or five weeks since we've had the drive, I've had some of the most sobering realities in terms of like what I'm up against and people basically looking at me and making decisions that say we don't value you. We know you're smart. And we want to it, expend all we can from you and drain you of your talent, but we're not willing to acknowledge. <laughs> we're not going to acknowledge you. you really are. <laughs> and we might not compensate you for how talented you are. Exactly. So. Which is even, I don't even know what's more insulting. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because my attitude is really just pay me. Like if, right. if, you, if, you, if you're going to treat me however, make sure that the, the, the money reflects what I am worth. Right. Um, so without getting into too much detail, I've been dealing with that, right? And then just coming off everything that we've done this year as well. And then as it relates to the drive, you know, we were the backpack giveaway. We're on this high um, and out here feeling really accomplished about what we did and doing it within the budget that we set. Then after the fact, we got saddled with a $1,600 bill. Right. (laughs) For shipping related to the bags um, that we had. So long story short, you know, those that the a lot of the bags that we got came freight. Freight, we had been quoted one thing for the delivery. And then once I signed an authorization and provided a credit card number and the bags came, then we got a notice after the fact that was like, oh, uh, our bad. We told you one thing, but the shipping fee is actually two and a half times that or what have you. Um, so that had to be worked out. And, and, and at that point, volunteers have gone home. The kids are happy. But we are stuck with the aftermath right. and trying to figure that out. And it worked out. It was fine. Did not work out with them um, refunding all the money that they charged us. But the bill got paid, long story short. Um, so these are like the stressors, though, which in the grand scheme of life, $1,600 is not a lot of money. But when you've already, for a nonprofit, moved through the economy, tens of thousands of dollars, and you do it, and you're like, oh, my God, we didn't know how we were going to make that happen. But we did first, you know, thirty five or whatever thousand dollars as it relates to a gala. Then uh, a backpack giveaway with 
six or seven, 700 backpacks, which is valued at, I don't even know off the top right. of my head how much. And then all the expenses and everything else we did. When you successfully do that and you think, all right, I'm good. I'm good. You know, all we've got to do at this point is wrap up our accounting and send out our thank you cards and contribution letters and make sure we have the appropriate record keeping. And somebody is like, no, nah, actually, we charged you wrong and you owe us a uh, thousand more dollars or what have you. You don't realize how just something that small can just set you off. Can set you off because A, you are burnt out and B, um, you thought you had it all under control. Right. And and let me say this, granted, in the grand scheme, $1,600 isn't a lot of money, but it still is a lot of money because that $1,600 can go to a vacation. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Like, like a resort, all paid resort. Mm-hmm. It's $1,600 that could go to so many other things versus a stupid freight bill. Right, exactly. That's not even your fault. It's that other person's fault. And as y'all can tell, I'm still tight about that. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried to let it go. I, I have, right? But that was a cost that had to be eaten. And since you brought it up, neither of us have taken a vacation this year. Nope. Neither. Oh, every day that I have taken off this year from the job that pays me, has been to dedicate my time and energy to, and I'm sure you could say the same thing, to the host of fund or the December 26th podcast. Right. And, and and let me let me chime in for a second. I don't think a lot of people realize like when you are trying to get your ideas, when you're trying to bring your for ideas to fruition, like how much time it actually takes from all aspects of your life. And like, the days that you do have free, like you just kind of want to recharge and be to yeah. yourself. I think some people take that personal. There, there's always a the assumption like, oh, you know, I invited you to this. I want you to come to you and even show up. Right. And it's like, do you know what my week was like? And I like people don't even ask. Mm-hmm. There's just an assumption like, oh, you don't mess with me. Like you, right. we're really not cool like that because you didn't show up. It's like I am one person mm-hmm. and I'm tired. And like, you know, you should understand that, you know, I do value uh, you as a friend, but <laughs> you're not at the top of the priorities on right. my list. Is this going to get me, is is this social event going to get me closer to my goal? What am I trying to achieve maybe financially or, uh, you know, business-wise, entre- my entrepreneurial efforts, my media efforts, is this going to get me any step closer? No, you're asking me to come stand around and have a few drinks. And, and in New York City, I'm going to spend way more money <laughs> uh, just to, to be social. Exactly. And I think that that's something that that other 26ers can relate to. Like for the people who are inviting you to them, it's just, oh, you don't want to come to my event. Right. They're asking you, can you make it? And in their minds, just a matter of do you care about me enough to support and show up? Um, But for the 26er, often the dialogue, the internal dialogue that you're having is literally do a do I want to sacrifice uh, whatever else I should be doing and put that on the back burner to attend? Or do I want to give up the limited time that I have to re- rest and recharge or just get my mind right to get through another right. day to come to come to your event? And sometimes you make the sacrifice, but the reality of it is can't be all the time. It just can't. I think I talked about that like really early in this show right. when when goal attainment and social obligations collide. There's just no way that you, you can meet every obligation, social or otherwise, at all times. So like I, I have realized at through the end of the year, and I did, so I did go away for like two days. Right. Right. After this was all over locally. Um, so I, I did take a couple of days, but those days I still worked. I worked on things because I had to related to, you know, what all the all the projects that we have in the in the in the pipeline. Um, but what I have found in the last 
couple of weeks as I think to the end of the year um, in the, the last few months, like, I'm like, I just keep saying, I don't have anything left to give. I don't have anything left to give. And I started to feel guilty for feeling that way um, because we are conditioned to believe that we got to finish strong. We got to finish strong. But finishing strong can mean something different than going ham right. every day for the, the remaining, you know, three months of the year. So I thought it was important to kind of talk about this and like what it, it means for for us and what the end of the year looks like for uh, both of us and what that could look like for our listeners. Now, I know for me, um, I have decided personally as many things as we need to do as it relates to this show and as it relates to our community work. I have already decided that all I have the appetite for for the rest of the year is one to two priorities. And I'm going to say two, because I think this priority should be at the top of everybody's list. And that that first thing is my own health and wellness. Um, And then the second, we can get into that. But let's talk about the health and wellness piece, because I started to feel after we finished the backpack giveaway and like a couple of weeks later, I started to feel physically unwell. Oh, I I was right there with you. And, And I think sometimes we are running on such adrenaline that when you you have got this to do, this to do, this to do, um, that your body just sort of has that that fight or flight response. Right. Where it's like, okay, we got to get things done and your adrenal glands are going. Um, but then once that, that whatever you're working on is over and your body's like, oh, we can give out now, um, you feel the effects of everything. And I think for me personally, I started to deal with that. Like I, I felt like, I had to drag myself out of bed every day. I will readily admit that I can fall asleep at any given time because I'm just <laughs> so tired. If I sit on my couch or sit in front of, you know, at my desk, if I literally close, like blink too slow, I'm out. Out. Which is not a sign of somebody that's physically healthy. You know what I mean? Like you should not be in a situation where you can't keep your eyes open every time you sit down. But that's just prolong a prolonged period of having too many obligations, being overextended, trying to do too much and not getting enough sleep. Right. Like, I, you know, I'll keep it a bill. I had a bout with, I thought I had like IBS symptoms mm-hmm. for a while because it seemed like almost everything that I was eating outside of like vegetables or soup, I was getting diarrhea like 30 minutes later. Mm-hmm. And this went on for like weeks mm-hmm. before I kind of got right on. You kept it all the way real. Yeah. <laughs> like before I got back on track, but like that's stress. Right. I, that that happened to me before. Remember, I had to go to the I had to go to a gastroenterologist a few years ago. But it was I was working like crazy, eating trash, not sleeping, but mm-hmm. you know, working twelve hour days. And your body will, if you don't correct things and if you don't put things back into perspective, your body will sit you down. Right. And be like, <laughs> player, we taking you out of the game. Mm-hmm. Time out. It's like, so like, true. like substitution. You hear that horn like it's a basketball game. Like. <laughs> like go sit at the end of the bench. And I think oftentimes, again, to, you know, previous points, you know, th- a lot of these things, these ideas that are perpetuated are just not sustainable. And the people who are perpetuating these ideas are not living it or they have the money and the teams to support the way that they're living. Exactly. And I think that's like the dirty little secret. And I think sometimes we even know it in theory. Right. But when we see these images of, of success and productivity, we, you know, still is this trigger in our minds. It's like, oh, I should be doing more. But the reality of it is I have done a lot of moving and shaking, even though I don't publicize it in corporate circles, entertainment circles, media, all that stuff. And I can say unequivocally 
that there is no person, there's nobody that I have come into contact with who is knocking it out of the park every single day and winning on all fronts. That's health, financial wellness, growing their audience online, building a brand, building a business, doing really well at their day jobs, having successful interpersonal relationships, romantic relationships, whatever, being great parents. There is, I have not met one person who is doing well and giving it 110 on all fronts unless they have a team. Facts. And I will put money on that. If, if you're somebody who's just freakishly productive in that way and doesn't need sleep and rest and downtime like the rest of us, who is doing all those things themselves, if you are making that happen, kudos to you. Challenge me. That's fine. I'll take it a step further. If you are making it happen, you're using illicit narcotics <laughs> <laughs> or you might have a script for surviving. You might or on Adderall. <laughs> <laughs> But it's true. Like, I, I, and I just, I'm tired of us buying into this culture that, like, you can really be on your A game on all fronts all at the same time without help. Like, that, it's just, that's just inaccurate. It's just not realistic. It's just not. And I'm tired of people perpetuating that. And I'm try, tired of trying to live up to this impossible standard of being, the, you know, goals, life goals, or whatever we call it now. Oh, she's goals, you know, on every front when it's just not real. Right. It's just not real. So um, I know for a fact that because of what we've done, you know, this year, I've, I've probably gained 15 pounds since January. Like, you probably gained a little more. Yeah. But. <laughs> Ain't no telling. <laughs> I, I was heavy at one point. But that was because of hormone adjustments, H- which hormone I did adjustment. talk about as well. Nah, but I came back down. I think I'm I think I'm probably about two ten right now. But yeah. still, I don't I'm not comfortable here. I need to be more like one ninety five. I feel it in my joints. I feel it in my face. <laughs> Out here looking like John P. Key. <laughs> oh, and for the record Jesus ain't real. twenty nineteen, John P. Key. <laughs> we love you, John, but you are swole swole. right now. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, like your physical body, you know, suffers when you are doing the most in other in other areas. I haven't seen some of my good friends. The only time I saw them this year is when they came to the gala and or to volunteer at the backpack drive. Just because I ha- I haven't had the free weekend. Right. So now trying to make up for that, you know, but also being so tired that not having a lot of energy to make up for it. But shout to the good friends that understand, though. Yeah. Because a, a good friend... You know, will that uh, your relationship isn't? You have so much time invested, so much value in it. It's not determined by did this person show up for X, Y, and Z. Right. And a lot of times, those friends, if they don't see you or hear from you, they will reach out to you and say, "Hey, man, I was just going to see if you were all right." Like exactly. Uh, you know, forget Delisha J. Grant Esquire, the attorney. Like, what's going on with Delisha that I know from back in the day? How are you doing? How is your life going? And honestly, I think there are very few people on the planet, I don't know if, if you can relate, who see me in that way. Right. Who really see me, like, from like, outside of all the check boxes and the credentials and what I do every day, and are really able to look into me in that way and ask the right questions. It's always going to be a handful of people mm-hmm. because a lot of times when, when most people reach out, keep it a bean, they'll ask you how you're doing, but it's just a preliminary before they come with the hard ass for what they really want. Right. Very true. Very oh, true. yeah. Delisha, how's it going? So, yeah, my cousin Ray where he is trying to buy a house and he needs <laughs> help closing. It's like, I'm not even a real estate attorney. I don't attorney. even practice real estate law. <laughs> but these are, these are the kinds of requests. And I right. mean, as two people who 
have made a lot of hard asks this year. I get it on some level. I'm not blaming anybody right. individually, but compounded when you are when you're juggling that many requests and you're already burnt burnt out. At some point, you got to just set a boundary and be like, you know what? And there are people who did that to us, right? Who were like, yeah, no, I would love to help you, but no, I just can't. Like, I don't have the capacity right now to do that. It, and that was, and you know what? We respected that and moved on. But I, I think that. That boundary being set is important, right? I think acknowledgement is one of the most important things you can do. Whether you just acknowledgement, it's mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm stressed out. I got a lot going on. I'm sorry, I can't make it. I would love the support, but I, you don't even have to go into detail. Right. I could roll with that because I understand it personally. It was just when people say yes and they don't follow through or they don't say anything at all. Right. It's like you're not even acknowledging my humanity. Like I, I, I made an ask, like I reached out to you and it's just ignore. Exactly. And I mean, it it happens. I know I've been on the other end of that where I'm like, oh, I forgot to respond right. to that person or um, I end up apologizing later. But we the reality of it is we've had a lot of people this year who committed to things that they did not do and are still MIA. You won't hear from them again until they need something. Listen, if this show wasn't rated TVY7, <laughs> I would I would I, I would air it out. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to. I'm going to stick to the brand. You just grab the mic like Suge Knight. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, I try to hold my word up. Not to say that I always do. And if I can't hold my word up, like, I apologize. Like, that I did. If people approach me and we talk, oh, I'm sorry, X, Y, and Z happened. Like, because I understand, like, you know, you let people down. But I just, to me, that's just a personal offense when people say things and make promises and just disappear. Right. And that may just be, you know, unresolved issues from my childhood, but like, hey, I view people in a different light after things like that occur. Right. And for some people, oh, it's nothing. It's not a big deal, but it, it means something to me. And I also think that some of that is hereditary because, you know, Nana, boy. Favorite <laughs> phrase, you done told you, but that, right. <laughs> we just come from a long line of people that once you cross them, it's like, you don't have to do another thing for me. Right. Like, it. it's the the culture of our family is we play we place a lot of equity um in who you are as a person and how you carry yourself it's not so much about what you can do what you have we don't come from a family where people have a lot but mm -hmm. the things that our family is known for respected for is who they are as individuals and human beings it has nothing to do with education or money right um so when you when there's flaws in your character and you bounce around it's like all right we're good. <laughs> We're good. Thank you. <laughs> All right. It's like I'm shutting down the com the windows on the computer. Like dun, 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 dun. that's like the end of our friendship. <laughs> it's true. Um, and and I think that is one byproduct of this year of just feeling like I've seen a lot of people's true colors and true motives, and really understanding who really rocks with me right. and who doesn't. Um, and some people might be engaging in the same assessment of me because I know I've given a lot of more no's this year. <laughs> Than, than I normally would, um, right. where I have in the past, and I, I don't feel an obligation to be loyal to people who aren't loyal to me. Um, so that that's a fact. But I don't think I really realized how much this year has taken out of me until r really recently. Right. Really recently, and I think the the red flag for me is that I found myself a being short on patience, which I don't like, but also. Also, the things that I actually am really passionate about, not finding the joy in it. And I had to stop and ask myself, um, 
am I not finding the joy in these things because they don't serve me anymore? Or I'm not finding the joy in these things because I'm looking at everything through the lens of exhaustion and burnout. And as a result, everything is appearing as just something else that I have to do. Right. And I think when I gave, when I framed the question that way, I realized, no, it's not that I don't enjoy this anymore. It's that I don't enjoy having to do it when I don't have anything left and my tank is depleted. So how do I, how do I rectify that? And how do I figure out how to find the joy again? And and I think that's how I, that ladies and gentlemen is how I came to the conclusion that, you know what, I don't care about finishing the year strong in the way that everybody else does or purports to do online. I care about finishing the year healthy, finishing the year, having a health, feeling healthy and also having a healthy relationship with the people that I care about and having a healthy attachment to the things that I care about. Right. And the the things that I have to focus on, some of them you just can't get around like doing the work that keeps your lights on. But I felt like my attachment to things and my focus on them was becoming unhealthy and unhealthy in the sense that, A, I'm just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Having like false feelings of wanting to quit or unhealthy in the sense that I was just like, oh, what did I get myself into? This is for the birds. And it was all it was just all lies that that was weren't genuine feelings. But it was. But what was genuine is is my feeling of having a, a, a tank that was on empty. Oh, she over here preaching, y'all. <laughs> but it, but it's the truth. I think, um, again, it's, um, you know, just not getting caught up in what's the popular thought of the day and figuring out what matters to you the most and rolling with that. And granted, you, you know, you may have to fall back from a few things. Um, and you may not um, be the top performer at your job or, you know, you may not get as far as you want in like a business product. Or, or your side business, your your hustle or whatever you're doing on the side. But, you know, as long as your physical and mental health is intact and your personal relationships, and I think those are the things that matters the most. Like I often think about, I heard somebody say it again recently. It's like, you know, think about if you're on your deathbed, what's going to matter to you the most? Like nobody cares if you have 30,000 Instagram followers if you're not here. Right. <laughs> or you're on a 5150 hold at the psych hospital. <laughs> right. Like, none of those things matter. None of those things matter. And I mean, and I'm speaking as somebody who at various points of high stress in my professional life, in my career and my personal life, I've had health challenges. Right. You know, where my body was just like, up. Oh, that stress response kicked in and, you know, my body's literally in crisis. Like, okay. Right. Now, thankfully, I've never been near death, thank God. But I have had situations where I've gone to the doctor like, oh, I don't feel well. And they're like, yeah, you got to go to the ER now because <laughs> we ran some tests and we looked at this and we took this x-ray and something's not right here. So I know for me, like I've been focused on trying to boil it down to what's what are the most important things? What are the most important elements for the rest of the year? Um, and it actually like it. This started because somebody, a friend, somebody I consider a friend who's also a colleague, you know, we were just talking and having a conversation and I like yawned or something. I was like, oh, my God, like, I got to get it together. I just what is wrong with me? I'm so tired. And um, she was like, first of all, you haven't given yourself time to heal at all and to like recover. And I'm like, heal, recover. What are you talking about? And she was like, think about everything that you've been through this year. The, the stress of trying to pull off not one, but two events the um, physical trauma to your body of going through fertility treatments and egg retrieval, um, drama in interpersonal 
relationships. That ain't got nothing to do with me, yo. No, that, that <laughs> has nothing to do with Demarcus. I just, I just want to answer that disclaimer. It, it, no. we, get a, we get along better than most siblings. We do, we do. <laughs> no, that drama was solely caused by one person. <sighs> <laughs> I'm not even, you know what? I'm not even going to get into that. Um, but yeah, you know, brothers, get it together. But anyway, um, all of that and just moving on. I think the 26er way is that we always feel we've got to just move on. Right. Okay, on to the next thing. And I, I think that's part being a 26er and that's just also part just being a person of color. But we're always working through trauma and obstacles and got to keep pushing and pressing our way um, and living by that credo that God won't put more on us than than we can bear. Um but just because it's on you and just because you're bearing it doesn't mean that you are not a human being that deserves grace and mercy and rest and time to recover mm. at times. So I just want to put that out there. Stop telling people that God won't put more on you than you can bear. Bearing <laughs> it and bearing it well and healthily are two different things. Listen, I, I know you, some of y'all done seen cars out there with bad suspension. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they riding. The whole back end is just, just dragging, get, dragging along. Yeah, they're driving, but I don't, over the long haul, I don't think that's the way you're supposed to be driving and utilizing that vehicle. And, like, the damage might be irreparable, right? Temporarily, like, you got to do, do what you have to do. But, you know, if you're taking a road trip from Jersey to Florida and your back end is dragging because your suspension is shot, you might just ruin the entire car. Yeah. So, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, check the load that you're bearing and how that's working out and if your suspension is correct for that actual load. Right. Because some of you guys probably have sparks flying from the <laughs> Your bumper just dragging dragging on the road. Um, but that's real. That is real. And we live in a culture, especially in black culture, where, you know, you're burdened and you just expected to carry that and saying, Well if it, if this is my lot in life then I, I just got to carry it and I have to bear it. And, and we almost like do it with pride. Too. We like, do. This is like, this is what it is. Like, look at all these bags. Look right. at this baggage. Exactly. And <laughs> yeah, my C74 disc is bullshit. But look at the baggage. <laughs> Yeah, I got skull heels and bunions and, you know, I might be paraplegic in a few, but look at the bag. It's the whole you can bend but not break. Right. Culture. I, I'm tired of bending. I'm still standing. <laughs> I'm still strong. I'm still strong. Shout out to Antoine Fisher. So many quotables in that movie. But uh, we, uh, to your point, like we wear it like a badge and then we also always look to our peers. look Because we always know someone that has it 10 times worse right. than us. Or, you know, I'm blessed because, you know, this person is dealing with that. Like, don't minimize your own struggle it's true it's true. your own baggage like yeah you're not going through what a friend is going through but this is still your life and this is what you have to deal with don't minimize it right and also too like um i remember one time i had looked at it was for some seminar i was doing but i had looked at this score sheet and it was all about like life events and how they affect us in terms of stressors and everything was on there like we tend to look at big stressors as really traumatic events like the death of a, a loved one or loss of a job you know something like that right but truth be told life events such as a job change so going from one job and having to get into a new one or relocation or there are many smaller things uh that you may not realize affect your ability to process stress and affect you physically and and, and emotionally and, and psychologically in a way that, you know, one thing by itself may not be a huge stressor, but if you compound them with a bunch of other things, it could be having an incredible impact on you. 
Um, so we're steady asking the question, why am I so tired? I should be doing more. I should be doing more without taking a stop of what we've been through in the prior six or 12 months and how that that may be impacting us. And not for nothing, before we even get into like life events and things that are specific to you, just generally trying to function in this world as a person of color. Right. Takes a lot of effort. Right. Because I, I, as of late, I haven't, because of everything that, you know, you deal with it day to day, but I don't follow the news like I used to because it's just nothing on, as that old saying goes, there's nothing on the news but the blues. But right. like that Amber... Geyer, Botham, Jean case, that really got to me exactly. more than like cases norm- normally do. And and it, it was like, for I was like, all right, I have to disconnect from this. I don't want to read anymore. I don't want to know anymore. And then you got people like, man, you know, now nah, you should be informed. You got to be this brother. It's like, I can't, I don't have any room on my plate for that. Right. The emotional capacity. And it's not that you're saying be ignorant to what's going right. on in the world, but that constant loop Every day of injustice. The witness from the case just got murdered. Just got murdered. And it's like, and and like, you know, not to be conspiracy, brother, but it's like things like this have happened in the past, like witnesses and it disappear. And it's like, why does this always happen around stuff uh, with black deaths? And you don't even want to think about it because it'll send you down a wor- wormhole. Exactly. So I, I just think when when we talked about it on the show before, your your gates and your eye gates, your portals. When you're when you have that just barrage of negativity just by virtue of what we experience and witness every single day on the news and in the political climate that we're in, then you may experience uh, some sort of aggression, be it microaggression or real aggression, um, explicit regre- aggression as it relates to your day-to-day profession right. or day-to-day interaction. Then you add trying to be uh, a dream realizer. I've stopped using the word dream, dream chasing. We're not chasing anything. We're realizing and manifesting dreams, trying to do that, trying to build a brand, trying to be somebody that is being extraordinary on an ordinary day. It can all come to a head. And I, I am here to say, if you need somebody to, to tell you, that is okay. That, that is okay. And I think part of being extraordinary is being able at times to boil it down to what's the most important thing to me today and what's the top priority today and let me focus on that. And sometimes after having that, that analysis, you may find that the only priority that you need to be focused on right now is to rest and recharge your battery. Right. That, that may be necessary to do everything else and to cope with and combat um, everything that you have to deal with, you know, out there in the world. And I think as a, as a woman, I've heard it time and time again from the experts, from women who've achieved a certain level of success. You, you know, when we talk about women having to make the choice between family and career or family and things they're passionate about, one of the things that I've heard, you know, especially after turning, now that I'm over 30, almost closer to 40 than 30, um, but I've heard it progressively more as I've gotten older, is you can't you can have it all. You just can't have it all at the same time. And I don't know why that phrase has been specifically applied to women who want to be a wife and mother, because it applies to everybody. That's facts. I think when people use that phrase for women, they're just talking about maternal clocks. Right. Um, but it really does apply to everyone, because if you look at it on a male side, like, yeah, you could be a you can you can't do it all at the same time. You can't jump like headstrong into your career and raise a family too. your kids are going to miss out mm-hmm. and you're going to miss out on the early part of your children's life. If you work in the build, unless, you know, you're an entrepreneur working from home. But if you're working for somebody else, you can even entrepreneurship, what that takes, because it's not a nine to five thing. Right. You might be present 
as in you're physically there doesn't mean that you're mentally there, you know, because you could be working to do other things. So that that is something that I've been trying to remind myself that, mm-hmm. yes, outside of just work versus family um, and what that looks like for me. And it's a very pressing thing to be thinking about outside of that, just in terms of dreams and like what it is that's important to me and what are the, the things that I want to accomplish. Um I can have it all, but I'm not going to have it all at once. So this year, yes, I can honestly say that we came into this year with some very specific goals that we have accomplished. But I haven't actually, I haven't juiced. Remember we were juicing? Yeah. I have not juiced since what, the spring? Yeah. <laughs> so Sometime in the spring. Right. So it's just like, yeah, this is why I just crack up with these like day in the life things that people do where they're like, I'm up at 430 every day and then I check email. Then I make my green juice. Then I go to the gym and then I come back and I work for four hours. And, then, and I'm just like, okay. When you cleaning your house? Exactly. Uh, like there's no like way. You don't have to like go see your mom. Like like there's all these things <laughs> that come along with that. Like your friends don't call you and interrupt your day and be like, hey, I need to talk to you. Yeah, just just today I had a plan. I knew we had to record. I was gone all day yesterday uh, because I had somewhere to be. Social obligation way out in Long Island. So I knew my day was shot. Today I had an intention of waking up very early and completing some some work um, and then being prepared for us to do this. Then I still need to send out thank you cards from the backpack giveaway. Well, you know what? That schedule was not adhered to because I spent time on the phone. I spent 90 minutes on the phone talking to someone that I have had a chance to connect with verbally, not over text, in a matter of months. And then I talked to our mom. Um, so the day was already off. So that that's what I'm saying. It's just, right. there's no way that that works, that you can adhere to some disciplined lifestyle unless something or someone is suffering as a result or being deprived of, of you, your time and attention. That's just That's just the way it goes. I was working on a video the other day, uh, editing it. And I had to stop midway because somebody near and dear to me kept calling. Why is this person calling me? Come to find out one of their family members passed away. Right. So I'm on the phone for hours and hours upon end. What am I supposed to say? Now, nah, I understand you got a loss, but I got work to do. Doesn't work like that. It just doesn't. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I understand so-and-so passed away. But yeah, we got deadlines over here, player. Like, it, it's, it's not plausible. No. And if you live your life just sending people condolences on Facebook, that's okay. But for people that you have really deep connections with, it's just not going to work. It's just, that's, you could just forget it. Um, so, yeah, like, I, I think I've spent the last couple of weeks also got sick where I had, like, a really bad cold. The minute the weather changed, my body right. was like, up. Oh, we're just shutting down here. Um, so I was forced to take take stock and kind of reassess and start to recharge my, my battery. Um, but in the time that I was home for those couple of days, I still worked every day. I just didn't leave the house. Um, but it really forced me to think about, okay, what are the things, there are a lot of things that I know that I want to do or that I need to do, but what are at the top of the list for the remainder of the year? Now, for me personally, we're always going to do this show that, you know, that's not going to stop. So the the show, but I consider that at this point, like business as usual, actually recording the show. Before we hit re- press record on this episode, we were talking about things that we need to do with regard to growing the audience with social media and PR and, you know, and finding additional guests and yada, yada, yada. The reality of it is those things need to get done, may not get done before the year is out. Right. That that may be a 2020 notion uh, that we focus on because Listen, when you do PR on social media, right, that's like a full-time job. 
it's, it it's a lot that goes into it. And it, it kudos to those who've done it and, and to do it well. Um, but I think we've had to accept that, like, so long as it's just us doing these things, that may not happen this year that we turn up the dial on social media. So with that being said, that means that that may mean that we only have our loyal listeners who tune in every episode and really rock with the show heavy. Shout out to Brandon. Just wanted to, oh, yeah. to call always him out. out. Brandon, um, always giving feedback. Hardcore listener of the show, always providing commentary. Um, and, and the rest of you who listen to us faithfully, we appreciate you um, as well. But that is a really core number and a small amount in the grand scheme of things of what we we want to build and we desire to have. But for right now, that's okay. Like we're going to continue with this consistency and the episodes live in perpetuity. And I know people right now who just discovered the show who are going back to episode one and starting that way and like binging so that will continue to grow. But we've had to accept that we may not be able to increase our audience by leaps and bounds overnight because we just don't have the capacity to do it. Content creation is a full-time job and a lot of people don't understand everything that goes into it. So not only finding guests, vetting these guests, booking the guests, booking the space, actually recording it, producing the audio, actually producing the video, grading the footage, right? Uploading and sending back, editing the episodes. And then from that, not only uploading the episodes, but finding my micro content from conversations that are 90 minutes long. Mm-hmm. That's a real, that's a job. It like, is a that's job. a whole job. And I look at like certain podcasts or bloggers that I, or bloggers that I follow. And I'm like, then I start getting down on myself. Right. Like, man, they're doing all this. They're putting the content out there every other day. They're sending the newsletters. But those same people didn't necessarily raise tens of thousands of dollars this year either and serve the community. <laughs> so, again, it's choices. Bow, bow, bow. And, and there may be people who will say to us, well, then you need to pick pick a lane, right. pick a struggle and stop trying to build so many things at once. And they may be correct. But I just know, you know, we felt the sense of urgency about some things that we needed to do this year. So we did it. Right. I think those people are correct. Right. Like, oh, you know, what was y'all? This is what y'all you all chose to do. But. Um, I think that the meaning of this show is to take consistent, one of the things and the principles of the show in December, December 26th of brand is consistent action, right? We're taking consistent action. It's just that you can't apply the same amount of effort to every to action. Every, every, come on, somebody. Now you're every action, <laughs> action you take, right? So like, you know, if you work like this, like let's just say you're trying to get healthy. You can't go hard in the gym seven days a week and like you have a serious job. It's one thing if... um. You know, you're like a student. Like, even if you're a student, if you're taking serious courses, you're taking 18 hours. Like, who has the time to put in, like, two, three hours in the gym every day on top of having? It just doesn't. No one's life works like that. So we're taking consistent actions. And, you know, the priority level on certain things may shift. So, you know, the the while we were raising money and doing everything we needed for the gala to serve the community, the, the podcast suffered. But the community is more important than the podcast at right. that point in time. Right. We made promises. We made a public declaration. And I know how you get down and 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 how I get down. It's like we weren't going back on our word. So we did what w- was necessary. The, mind you, during all that time, Content kept coming out. It might not have been all the content you wanted, but consistently content. had content out and episodes available. Right. And, I, and I think that's just something not to forget about in the grand scheme. Like, that's a lesson. You may not be able to always apply the same amount of effort to everything, but at least you're taking consistent action towards the things that you want to accomplish. Right. And, and I think, too, like, 
if you if you and I'll say this just talking to anybody who listens to this, to this show and is a fan of this show consistently, that tells me what kind of person you are, because this is not for everybody. Right. right. The kind of content that we put out, um, what you expect of yourself and what you deem to be a uh, quote unquote success, what that looks like is going to be much grander than the average person. So oftentimes you're beating yourself up for whatever you did not accomplish. I know I do it based on this heightened expectation. But when you when you compare that to just everyday people who like are living a really normal life, working a nine to five, going home, not really trying to do anything extra, brunch on Saturday or Sunday, you know, the occasional outing might volunteer their time a couple hours a, a month or a year. You are doing a lot more. Right. It, it may not be everything that you want, but I think we really, and I know I've said this before on the show, you just got to extend a little more mercy and, and grace to yourself. And right. I think like I just, when I really took stock of the year, I was like, wow. And I just, I won't even say like the year, meaning from January 1, I mean the last, the prior 12 months, because right. a lot of things for us that we had in the pipeline for 2019 started last year. Right. So when I really took stock, it, is a lot. It's a it's a whole lot, and I'm a, I'm proud of that. Um, but I'm also acknowledging the level of sacrifice it took on the both of our parts, and I'm also thinking, okay, we need to like figure out how to shift downshift a little bit, right? And and kind of re refocus on you know keep the consistency in the areas that really matter, um, and that require consistency, like the December 26th podcast, but also turning turning the notch up a bit on self care. Or, you know, making sure that our our personal lives are intact. Right. But, you know, on the flip side of all of that, to what you're saying, like, it was a lot of sacrifices made. But to be honest, if I could do it all over again, wouldn't I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change it. I missed out on a lot of things this year. Really didn't have a social life like that this year. But I don't regret any of that. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't. Like, we were able to have a gala. Um, we were able to honor our grandparents. Um, and and our family members for everything that they added some you know some great com people who are enacting change to where we're from uh, our childhood mentors um, and give back to a community that gave so much to me that means more than me standing up drinking bottleless mimosas up somewhere in Harlem jumping on white couches <laughs> jumping on white couches <laughs> like that just means so much more to me um it's more memorable than uh, those weekends that I would have just forgot. Because right. I was drinking the entire time. And I think for me, like, I've never been to jumping on couches VIP section personally. Right. I, to me, it just all seems like a waste of money. And this is where my, I just can't shut my mind off. Like, you're paying mm -hmm. that much money for a bottle of alcohol that costs the vendor that sold it to you by a tenth of what you're paying for. <laughs> no, nobody's getting me like that. But anyway, um, that's neither here nor there. But for me, like, see. You know, See, that's, that's how I know you're not wired right, because most of the women that's drinking in the club, they're not buying the bottles, sis. Valid. <laughs> they're in the other people's section enjoying the bottles. Valid, valid point. And, and that's how I know you are not wired yeah. for that life, because you think about what woman thinks about going to the club to buy her own bottles, <laughs> even if they got it. I'm, and women do not tear me up. I know a lot of y'all got it, and that's how y'all keep it. <laughs> Not spending your own money. <laughs> but even if, so, and I've had men like approach right. me, you know, being like, oh, do you want to go out to this VIP section? Listen, no disrespect. People are into that. We all have different interests. But if you're going to expend that much money on me, please don't do it on bottle service. Like, I would rather go see, go see a play or go to a nice concert right. or have a nice quiet dinner where I, I can actually hear you. 
that's just not the way I want to spend my time or my money or anybody else's. Uh, well, I, you know, if 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 um if the men not to change the pace of the conversation, but if the men are doing what they're supposed to and having the right initial conversations, they'll know that. Yeah, right. I mean, if you going in with your cookie cutter plan that you use on all women, yeah, you about to waste some some money. Just... But if you actually get to know the person that you're trying to court per se, like you'll know where to spend that money at. Yeah. Where are you gonna get the most value? Now, I will say, let me put this caveat out there in case somebody tries to drag this episode out two years from now. If and when the December 26th podcast closes a major media deal, I will be jumping on couches like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to happen. There will be a Diddy level event once we start closing major deals. Listen, when we close major deals, I'm going to switch it up on y'all. Not only am I going to be standing on a white couch, I'm going to have the bottle waitresses bringing Simply Lemonade with sparklers <laughs> <laughs> to my section. Like, people going to be like, what kind of bottle is that? They ain't there drinking Simply? <laughs> yes. <laughs> $2.50 at Walmart, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Simply with strawberry. That's the rare, the strawberry lemonade. See, you like that. I'm just, I like the regular Simply. Right. I don't need any flavors. I think for me, I do enjoy a, a nice refreshing glass of Simply Lemonade, but um, I think also if, if in that setting, I would like fresh pineapple juice. Right. I think that's what I want. Fresh pineapple juice. No additives, no preservatives, nothing like that. Juice mine fresh. Juice mine fresh, right on the spot. Maybe with a dash of ginger. That'll be good. So what's your focus for the remainder of the year? My focus for the remainder of the year um just to stop ripping and running, like just to get like some st- stability. <laughs> just back. to sit down somewhere. Sit, sit down somewhere. Like say. like we we've done a lot. I've been involved in a lot. I I've given a lot. Uh, and just to take some time for myself. So my focus is kind of like to finish this year strong academically. Um, I've already made some efforts to eat better. Um, definitely step my water intake up. Water is crucial. Do oh not my forget. God. Keep drink, your electrolytes up. The drink water because my problem is sometimes like you. And like you may understand, some this may sound weird to people, but I'll wait till like the end of the day to even drink something sometimes, right. and not even Same. realize like why does my head hurt? You're dehydrated, fool. Right. <laughs> like like you have to make a like conscious efforts, but I, I guess just to you know bring some balance and coast out the rest of this year, and to prepare for what you know the goals that we have to accomplish next year. So uh, you know bringing some balance back to my life and um, trying to get some more of this content out. Yeah, I think for me, it's definitely the health piece. Also realized I was really dehydrated last week. Had to address that. Um, pretty sure I have some, no, I know for a fact, I at least have a vitamin D deficiency because I spend so much time in an office mm-hmm. in front of the screen. Um, so yeah, focus on like getting my health together and my energy levels up, getting more rest, uh, continuing to release content. And then for me, it's to continue writing, try to finish, right. finish, finish the book and also get over my own perfectionism and stop overthinking it right. and just get your stuff out yeah there. revising and revising and revising so and I also think too not to meander too much on this point but also 26er problem a common 26er problem is working on something but then overthinking you're on step one but overthinking or getting bogged down by steps four through seven and so that's where I am I'm like writing but then I'm like I have no PR plan or publicity strategy for this book when I release it how are people going to know about it 
And if I don't come up with a PR strategy, why am I even doing this? Because I'm going to spend all this time and, and energy and then nobody's going to know about it to read it. And the book's going to go go wood. So, um, so yeah, kind of shutting all those voices down and just consistently working on the first step. So for me, priorities one and two, health and wellness for sure. Um, and then continuing to write and trying to make that happen and getting these thank you cards out, which I was supposed to do today, which is like the third time this has been on my to-do list and <laughs> it hasn't happened um, as well. But I'm, I am challenging, we are challenging you as 26ers to step away from this culture of you only have X number of days left and what are you going to do to accomplish all your goals? Step away from that to having a check-in with yourself to say it's 84 days left in the year. How do I make sure that I end this year in a good state physically, mentally, and emotionally? And what are my one to top two priorities that I can consistently uh, work on for the remainder of the year without burning myself out? Right. So we're trying to shift the narrative, shift the culture, and pull the curtain back on all this nonsense people are spewing. Right, because nine, nine times out of ten, the people that post them memes is swag surfing uh, at brunch boots every weekend, talking about what you're going to do the last quarter. What I've been doing. <laughs> like, I've been handling business. What have you been doing besides eating avocado toast and drinking bottomless mimosas? Like, get that meme out of my face. Like, memes don't dictate my life. You you really sound uh, <laughs> like you had some aggression around. Because, it's, it's, it, again, it's, I'm sorry, y'all, it's, you know, for turning up a little bit. But again, I just, it's, I don't like, I don't like what's going on. A lot of this stuff is just inauthentic. It is. It's inauthentic. And the, 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 the people that I know who are out thing, out here making things shake, you see the actions that they're doing. They're not asking the question, what are y'all doing? They're living their lives as an example. And that's the best way to win people over to any idea that you report and you you show people what you're actually doing. Not everyone is doing it, but like, you, hey, this is what I got going on. It's not like talking down to people, directly to people. It's just live your life. Your actions will speak for themselves. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, that that's what we're challenging you to do. Hit us up, comment on the episode online and let us know what your focus is as well. Um, because you should be doing something, making concerted effort, but being constantly busy and overextended is not the same thing as concerted effort. So um, try to figure out how to push the needle forward in the areas that matter to you most uh, without getting caught in that cycle of burnout and guilt, um, even though you just really shouldn't feel guilty because, again, 26ers, I already know you've done a lot this year. So um, work on that. If you haven't done it yet, like, share, subscribe. The only reason the show has been able to sustain itself for this long is because of you, the people who have consistently listened without us having some um, high-priced, multi-pronged marketing plan. It's because of you. So thank you for rocking with us and supporting all that we do, donating to the things that we've done um, this year. And also, if you have a skill set where you, you're listening to this and you're like, I could fill in the gaps with some of the things that they're missing, hit us up. Pull up on us. Listen, we we welcome all ideas. We welcome additional team members. Info at December26er.com. That's December26er.com. Hit us up. We are we are open to plans, um, especially if you know what the show is about. You're one step ahead of other people who have no idea and, and helping us, uh, providing your expertise to us and helping us figure out what Q1 of 2020 can look like for us and beyond. Uh, so tell somebody about the show in the interim, if nothing else. Anything else you want to add? Tell a friend to tell a friend that it's him again. <laughs> <laughs> I should say them again. But yeah, please spread the word. Spread the word for sure. 
And that's it. That's all. That's all we got. Guess what? I still have work to do after this. And so do you, don't you? I do. See, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. But it's all good. Again, this this is consistency. And I'm patting myself on the back that we at least kept our word and recorded the episode. For right. sure. So anyway, yes, like, share, subscribe, tell somebody about the show. And as always, remember to be extraordinary on an ordinary day. Take care. Peace. Thank you for listening to the December 26th podcast. I am your host, Delisha. This episode was produced by Demarcus Adisa and music was provided by Thovo. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at December 26th. That's December 26ER.